So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing season eight premiere of Life After Lockup. On this episode, Louis surprises Melissa in New Jersey, Key Rock makes Brittany prove her love, Red officially proposes to Joy, Eris and Cameron shop RVs, Chance and Taylor start a furniture making business, Quaylen and Chevelle get their moms together. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Uh, they're going okay. Probably better than you, who we can tell already. Not yeah. feeling 100%. No, I'm getting over a cold. The thing mm-hmm. is, is like, it's one of those things that, you know, how the end of a cold sounds worse than when you feel the worst. At least that's always the way it works for me. Right. Like I feel awful and I sound fine. And then when I'm getting better, I sound terrible. But that's where <laughs> I am right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think we'll just jump in to this new season who I would say that we see a lot of couples. So far, we saw six. We have, I think, two more on the way or possibly three more on the way. Yeah. Um, so let's actually start off with a couple that has been the longest since we've seen them, and that is Chevelle and Quaylen. So Chevelle is showing off her engagement ring while picking out wedding flowers with a friend, Nydia. She recaps her time with Quaylen on the show, which... Her and Quaylen had met through a friend while he was in prison. When he got out, he cheated on Chevelle, so they were separated for about a year. Then, after a year, Quaylen tried to get back together with Chevelle, and Chevelle laid out exactly what she needed from Quaylen. And she claims he did a 360, so I guess we can expect oh, the same geez. shit, just a different season. <laughs> just this time, he put a ring on it. Chevelle says life has been good, and Nydia agrees that Chevelle is doing a lot less crying and yelling these days. Chevelle credits Quaylen's changes to how good things are because he is now open and shares his feelings, and I'm assuming this time around he's faithful. Chevelle is worried about all their families getting along at the wedding. Chevelle is expecting to dip if drama ensues. Chevelle doesn't care about what any of the family thinks or they do. Chevelle is with her mom, and for some reason, they're wearing matching dresses, uh, checking out a wedding venue. Her mom, Sylvia, asks Chevelle if she's sure she wants to get married. Her mom points out that they've been off more than on in the last seven years and thinks that Quaylen just isn't ready to get married. Quaylen is with his mom, Quaylandria, and she's also questioning if he wants to get married to Chevelle. Quaylen says that he's in love with her and their off times were because they weren't seeing eye to eye. Quaylen warns his mom that Chevelle's mom will be at this, you know, viewing. So uh, they're going to be meeting together at the wedding venue space. They tour the space with the wedding planner. Chevelle tells us that Quaylen cried when he proposed. So, of course, that means he's oh, yeah. in that love with her. means he cares, obviously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sylvia and Chevelle disagree which room should be used for the ceremony, which then leads Sylvia to say that, well, Chevelle can do what she wants because Sylvia ain't paying for anything because she just doesn't really support this marriage. She does, however, support Chevelle and tells Quaylandria and Quaylin that 
She won't be sitting in the back just because she didn't pony up any dough. She'll be up front by Chevelle's side. Quelandria asks why Sylvia is just being so hostile. And then they're just bickering over who's contributing and where they're going to sit. And Quaylin and Chevelle are both trying to hold their moms back as they're, the moms are both like physically trying to get at each other. All right. So let's kind of, you know, we haven't seen this couple in a while. They were on, mm-hmm. um, I believe, two seasons, right? They were on a love before and then a, a, a love, love during, during, I should say, and then a love after. And then we never saw them again because – the cheating situation kind of happened. Yeah, it sounded like they broke up, like they yes. were not together. Right? Yes, and they weren't together for at least a year, and now they're back. Are you surprised that this couple got back together again? Yes, because I'm surprised he tried. Yes, like, I am Am I surprised too. she took him back? Absolutely not. Right, like, right. Absolutely not. Am I surprised he like was like, oh, yeah, baby. I w-. Actually, I guess not either. Now, whether – putting those two things together, like is that – am I surprised he like started like – Texting her, hitting up her DMs and being like, hey, no. baby. Like, no, I'm not surprised at that at all. No. Like, no. But like the whole, it seems like he's really into it. And I was like, does it though? Does it? I don't, that part I don't buy. <laughs> that's a, that's a decent point because, you know, why would he have even started a relationship with her in the first place? Right. Cause Chevelle, and they never mentioned her daughter on this, uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on this episode, but she has a daughter. One kid, right? I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, one daughter. And the whole thing was, you know, Quaylin was getting out of prison, was going to be instant dad. Um, already Chevelle's guilting him, you know, for not setting a good example, you know, telling him that he can't be partying. And, you know, the age old tale. I mean, this is such a trope in this show about, you know, the guy who's you know, went in so young and comes out, you know, insta family man, which mm-hmm. as we Never can tell works. by Quaylin's <laughs> like philandering, like he's not trying to live that life, even though he's trying to live that life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I thought it was funny though, cause I barely even recognized him because his I hair know. is so drastically different. I know it is. It's like, he's a completely different guy. Like I, I agree. I was like, what? Chevelle looks the same and she's still wearing the craziest outfit. Yes. That you oh my God. The yeah. last time we saw her, she was in that 70s style, like with bell bottoms, like funky print, 70s style, like. But it was like a bodysuit. It right? was a bodysuit. Yeah. Yeah. With. I don't, to me, it looked like something that uh, be be on Blades of Glory, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure, sure. Like a really lame uh, figure skater would wear, right? For sure. mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Just a lot of elastic bodysuit. Well, she doesn't wear anything. That she does not wear anything that's not skin tight. Like everything is skin tight from head to toe all the time. Yeah. Well, even um, what she was wearing. Oh it my was god! Like I actually wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, it was a dress with like strategically placed denim. Yeah, it was like she cut up – they cut up overalls and sewed parts of them to cover up her boobs and crotch yeah. onto, a sh- onto a sheer dress. And yes. I was like, what is I this? Was, this yeah. is so weird. The dress was very bizarre. So, yeah, welcome back, Chevelle style. Like, I guess yeah. we're going to have a season of this. Also, welcome back, you know, somebody in this group just going off the handle at nothing. Like, Oh, I know, right? Who cares if she's sitting in the back or the front? Like. Quailandria, calm yourself. And Quailandria like, does if Quailandria now thinks she's going to have to pay for the whole thing. She's like, you're not going to – no, no, no. You're going to get credit for this and sit up front. 
because you don't think my son is good enough for your daughter. No, no, no. We're not having that. Like, I kind of get where she's coming from if she's paying for it. Yeah, but, but not I enough also to physically think, go after someone. No, physically go after somebody. Absolutely not. But I also <laughs> think these people are like, what, in their mid-30s or at least uh, Chevelle is, right? Yeah. Like, you could pay for your own wedding, man. It's not – the worst. Like I always get this seems wild to me that somebody who has been living on their own, has been independent for a decade, is like, What? You're yeah. not gonna pay for my wedding? Like, what you're you have your own life. What is what are you talking about? You're not twenty two. Right. But at the same time I can understand uh, you know, you're looking at a much different wedding if you're not getting family help. Right? Yeah, you are. But that's something that's that's kind of something that you need to affirmatively ascertain before you go to the venue. I think a lot of people right. just assume, right? Yeah. And then this is like, wait, I had assumed. And you're like, well, that was a that was a poor assumption. Bad choice. Right, right. All right. Well, and she also said, I don't fight street people. I think that was my quote of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, I don't know. I think they're trying to say like, oh, your hood, your hood. It is. But it also is like, get some more class before I punch you into the teeth. Like if you were classier <laughs> – I would be ready to throw down, but you're street people, so no. Nah, yeah, you're, you're beneath below me. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of people who seem to think somebody's beneath them, let's talk about Melissa and Louie. Oh, gosh. So Melissa and Louie are still on their break, but he's in New Jersey to surprise her at her job and and also kind of a make or break chance to get this relationship to work. So by this time, he's been out of prison for three months and rolls up to a place where she's tending bar. So her reaction is mostly just confusion and he kind of comes – Comes off the bat and accuses her of flirting with the patrons who they like are trolling because they look around and it's all like middle aged, like not particularly like you know just average right. basic people. It's like yeah. I don't think she's flirting with these people. Um, just day drinkers out there. So uh, she's super happy that she's not super happy. I mean that he sprung this on her. And it is, this is again not the type of independence that she's looking for when she <laughs> says, "I want you to be more independent." Because if she knew he was coming, they could have planned things better. She could have taken off work. Uh, she then makes him like flash a quick smile. She like smiles so he can see her new teeth. And you can tell just by her body language and her face that she doesn't like those either. Uh, she doesn't seem to think she got her money's worth. Ugh. Her money's worth is the important part. So she doesn't want him to leave now. He might as well just hang out until she's just about off. Um, but also isn't ready to have the relationship status go back to where it was before. So they're kind of in this limbo situation. So Louis in an interview says that for the first time ever, this is in a relationship. He is in a relationship that he actually wants to fight for. So that's what he's going to do. So after she gets off work, they're driving back to her place. And it's the first time he's actually seen the place because he's been in prison in Georgia this whole time. Uh, it's not exactly clear where he'll be sleeping. Well, because she's like, here's my room and here's the guest room. He's like, oh, where should I put my stuff? Um, and it ends up being the guest room. Mm. So. She says that she's going to a barbecue at her sister's tomorrow, but he's not invited unless her, she and him are on better terms by then. So it might not be that easy uh, to get on better terms since she goes to cook dinner and he's like already making fun of her cooking. He's like frozen meatballs, box pasta. You call yourself an Italian? What is this? So we start to argue about his mom and how his current situation, as Melissa puts it, is the same as a teenager because he's living with his mother and has a part-time job at a pizza place. So he's resentful about that because it's not like he really has any other options, right? He kind of has to live with his mom because of parole and 
it's hard for him to get a job because he's a convicted felon and that's always a struggle. Mm-hmm. And you knew all of this before you decided to date me. This is not right. like new and from new stuff. So they argue about whether or not he's even trying to find a job. Um, and she kind of has that that kind of boomer attitude where it's like, well, you just filled out a bunch of applications online. Does that even count as trying to get a job? It's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's all, that's all you do these days. Like, right. you know, they kind of – you should just knock on their door and tell them you want a job. And it's like – and then they'll tell me to go to the computer and fill out an online application. <laughs> right. So anyway, so it's all confusing to me because he is working at the pizza place. And like she, that's not a good enough job for her apparently. Even though she's a bartender, I'm very confused about all this. Yeah, and a mail carrier. So I don't know. Those are all just kind of normal jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like she, you're not too good for a pizza place job, right? Right. right. So same, he says, same, he, right? You're working in service industry. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the issue that she had is that you know he never even got one interview, and you know he she he says maybe I should have just walked into places. But they keep denying him at the background check part, so he relied on Dirk. And I think that's what the part that bothered her was that he only got a job through connections, which is, again, how everybody gets jobs. I don't understand why she's so upset about this. So Viz convinces her that he's never going to leave Georgia because there's no Dirk up in New Jersey. So when he does, then she's – when he does though, she's just going to end up having to fill all the the role that his mom is filling right now and she's not interested in being his mom. So he asks if she even loves him. Or if this is just her living out one of her high school fantasies. And to that, she's like, I mean, uh, no response after I mean, that's all we got. And then he storms (laughs) off to bed. So in an interview, she said she does love him, but maybe this will be some motivation to uh, get things moving. Uh, So I guess let's put it that way. Um, Relationship tip. um, Would you suggest making your partner feel like shit as a way to motivate them to get them to do what you want? As a good part of a relationship no i just i don't know if she cares though like it just seems to me that she's just minimally like you know trying she's kind of going through the motions but i mean she even says like they're on a break it's like what does that mean you know i think the reason why the friends episode is so funny is because their definitions of breaks are very different Right. right Um, Mm -hmm. You know, his definition of a break is basically a breakup and her definition is like, well, I'm talking about friends Uh, and her definition was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, you're just spending some time apart, but you're very clearly, according to her, is still in an exclusive relationship. So any kind of, uh, you know, outside party would be considered cheating. And so I think like, you know, she needs to be more explicit about what a break means. Is this just time apart to contemplate if you would like to see other people or is this like your open invitation to see other people and she hasn't defined any of that no she hasn't and it seems like when he tries to get a definition of it she's just like i don't know a break yeah it's like well not everybody has the same she doesn't even call it a break she calls it a pause that's even worse that's even less defined than a break well i mean it's a synonym right (laughs) because i get that because well these break that's the first word in the phrase break up right right? like that's like but yeah and so yeah it needs to be pretty clear about whether are we testing are we just you know taking time apart to contemplate are we taking time apart to see if we maybe like dating other people better? Right, right. Right? Like that – those are both valid interpretations of break, right? Is yeah. this the relationship for us? Do we just – you know, and and 
are we sleeping in the same bed? Are yeah. we okay to sleep in the same house? Like those things all kind of need to be explicitly defined. And part of it is she also wasn't expecting him to just roll up here, right? Right, right. And so that makes that makes it a little more different. But I, I just can't get past her always just being like, these are the things I hate. And it's always like, those are the things you knew about all along. Like, right. It just, it was, did she not like one, – it's one of those things where everybody told her and she had to experience it to be like, wait a second. This sucks. <laughs> it's like it's going to suck. Like he doesn't have any jobs. He doesn't have any prospects. He's kind of a mama's boy. And she's like, it'll be fine. Yeah. And then all those things happen. And she's like, wait a second. This sucks. I don't yeah. like this. She is not my favorite. I feel like she certainly had the fantasy and people tried to warn her and she was very like, no, this is like the person I was meant to be with. And I think it's she, she I, I believe that she is insecure in her own way. And this is some kind of validation of, you know, all those years of her feeling like yeah. an ugly duckling kind of thing that she has come into her own. And now, you know, this is boosting her self-confidence because she was able to get that guy from high school. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything. And the fact that you were still <clears throat> holding on to that really kind of tells me that she really is like dealing with like self-confidence and insecurity issues. But now at this point, now that she's decided that like this just isn't really for, for her, it's like she's mm -hmm. just damn mean to him. And it just makes me so sad. Like right. you are rude. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she is she doing that thing where she wants him to be the one who yeah. breaks it off? So she's going to be really mean to him until yeah. he does and then say, well, he broke up with me. How was I supposed to blah, 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 Right? He's just so irresponsible. He's going to go back to his mommy and it's like, but you you clearly knew what you were doing. Like yeah. you were driving in there. Right. And it's annoying to me that she keeps on saying like, you're not mm. manly. Because that's just like, what in the world is that supposed to mean? And what I appreciate it is that that's pretty much Louis' response to that. It's like, right. what are you even talking about? Yeah. Like, Right. Because like, I don't know that she'd like her definition of manly either, because then she'd be like, oh, you're too aggressive. You're trying to control me. I don't like this either. Like, you know, I feel like yeah. whatever it is, it is. I think you're right. She she had her fantasy. She fulfilled her fantasy because yeah. she got this guy. She slept with this guy right at this point now. And it's like, OK, like now my now my brain is clear from all that. You know, stuff I had hung up from high school. I, I I scored the guy I was trying to score for whatever twenty years, mm -hmm. and now I can like, now it doesn't matter. I don't. I just don't care what happens from that point on. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. What did you think of the new dentures? I just think they're so white. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's part what of it. makes them look so unnatural. Is like the color. Is there any way you could like? I don't know, soak them in like some soda for a little bit to color them. <laughs> right. No, they're too white. Every time you do it, they're too white and they're too perfect. Right? Yeah. Yes. And so the too perfect as well. The too perfect. I, I just always, I always just seen that dentures and maybe it's because I'm sure there's some sort of engineering purpose behind it that I don't mm. understand. But the way that there's like, it almost looks like it's one big tooth that yeah. they just like put slits in instead of being like individual teeth. And so right. they always kind of look weird like that. Yeah, which like. is why implants look so much better is because they do go individual teeth. individual yeah. teeth. Yeah. And right. consider mm -hmm. each individual one. Yeah. My goodness. All right. So let's move on to uh, another couple we saw more recently, and that was Brittany and Key Rock. 
So Kirok is drinking wine with his mom, Tammy, and her boyfriend, Rashawn. Things are going well for Kirok, and he says that life outside of prison has been good, and he's just thankful of pretty much everything, especially being able to do things like buy weed from a store now. Kirok takes Tammy aside to tell her that he wants to marry Brittany. Kirok had given Brittany a promise ring about seven months ago. Tammy is so excited, gives Kirok a ring that has been passed down in their family. She says that she always planned to give it to the first son that was going to propose. It means a lot to Tammy and the family. Kirok thinks the ring is really nice. Tammy does a happy dance for us. Kirok is helping Brittany into her high heels, and he's trying to surprise her. She thinks they're going to dinner, but Kirok says that they're going high horseback riding. Kirok is actually planning a different surprise, but doesn't think Brittany would be down for it. Brittany is reminiscing on prison and then mentions how she likes hood things and how she didn't always grow up in the best neighborhood. Brittany reminds Kirok of the time her dad got jumped by seven men, and Kirok remembers that the men were black, but Brittany says it doesn't matter what they were and thinks he's trying to imply something. She gets upset and Kirok wonders if Brittany's dad is hesitant to meet Kirok because he's black. And Brittany bluntly says it's probably because he's trans. <laughs> Brittany doesn't want to have this conversation. Kirok says he wants to pray that her parents will come around. And Brittany says that they will come around eventually. Kirok pulls up to a building that clearly has a sign that says no limit skydiving and tells Brittany that they have to sign a waiver before they can ride horses. Brittany walks up to the employee and tells her that they're there to ride horses. And she then the employee says something about jumping. And Kirok tells her that they are now skydiving. Brittany just keeps saying no. Brittany asks why he didn't just warn her. And Kirok throws her words back at her, saying that she would always face the entire world with him. He says that whoever is with him needs to prove their love. Brittany calls Kirok a psychopath in the interview. Mm -hmm. Brittany says she feels like she's going to die. And Kirok tells her he'll rap at her funeral like that's some kind of consolation. <laughs> uh, Brittany asks what if she does it and Kirok then doesn't want to get married. She says she'll do it uh, for him only if they're going to get married. Kirok says it's going to be lit and he's convinced that Brittany will be happy about it at the end of the day. Brittany says if they make it alive, they'll have to get married. Kirok then calls Brittany's abuela and is using a translator app to ask for her blessing. Oh, this is without Brittany, by the way. It's not going well as he accidentally says he despises Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> but Abuela seems to be understanding of what Kirok is trying to say. And he uh, and she gives her, her his gives. She gives him her blessing. Brittany hopes she doesn't shit herself as they go up on the plane. And Kirok is trying to hype her up before they get on the plane, calling themselves Team B-Rock. All right. So... <sighs> What do you think of this whole idea Kirok mm. has in his head about whoever he's with having to prove their love? It, you know what it reminded me of? It was like, have you ever seen Ricky Bobby? Um, the, I don't remember any of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a part in it when he's like, you know what should make you drive? You know what's going to make you drive confidently and make you drive well? You'll always do it if you drive with a cougar in the car. And like he opens oh, the door gosh. and there's a cougar in the car, right? Like, <laughs> okay. That's what I was like. It was like, why Why do we – this is it? Like I understand that it's like, yeah, we're going to have to face the whole world together. Mm -hmm. And he's like – and his response is – and uh, to, to see how much you mean that, let's fight this bear. It's like why, why are we gosh. fighting a bear? That's dumb. We don't need to fight the bear. 
to prove it to you. So it and because it's a weird way of proving the love, right? Yeah. Like I, I really cannot see the connection between jumping out of an airplane, which I have no problem with, right? Skydiving is fun. You know, lots of people do have that. skydiving. People like, you know, bucket lists and everything. People always got to put it. I have no problem with skydiving at all. It's the part where it's like, how does skydiving prove your love? I don't understand. Yeah. And then it's like, is it specifically skydiving because Brittany is freaked out of it? So if Brittany was perfectly fine with skydiving and instead, let's say her biggest fear was sharks, are you going to take her shark cage diving because like that's going to prove her love? Like, I, d- I just don't really understand. Is this specific to the person or based is this on like their anything? fears? I need someone to skydive with me or else we can't get married. But right. to, to me, I, I put it the other way. I get where he I, – I, I can see where he explained it, where he's coming from. However, I think that makes you a pretty shit partner, right? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I understand that you want to know that your partner would do the thing they hate the least – they might the least for you. But it also means you're inflicting something upon your partner I know, that, that they specifically told you is the word. You're inflicting anguish and anxiety and pain on your partner so you can have proof of something. That's yeah. selfish as hell. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I Everything about it was like a red flag, red flag. It's mm-hmm. like, why would you do this to this poor girl? Like, right. why? <laughs> I'm thinking about yours. My, my, I always joke, my, I'm afraid of bees. That's, like, that's my uh-huh. big thing, right? So I'm just like, is Kirok going to give me a bat and be like – Go swat, go hit the shit out of that bee, beehive. Oh god, no! He probably take you um, <laughs> hiving or whatever, and make you wear the big suit and like. I'm not I too worried know. about. I'm not too worried about it with the big. If I have the big suit and I'm taped up and I'm like I'm sealed <laughs> shut, there's no bees getting in here. I'm okay. It's the uh, it's 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 the part where I like have bare skin or something. He's gonna make me have a bee beard or something or. Oh gosh. Yeah, just like uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, what a weirdo. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's it's rough, like and but now I my, the assumption I have on the next episode is that when they land, he's that's when he's going to propose. Yeah, like at the on the ground at the tar at the landing zone. Well, site. do you think that if someone mm. is and because he said something to the effect of, oh, she's going to be super happy, like after she does this, and maybe he was talking about you know the fact that there's a proposal at the end of this, right? Yes. But do you think that there's in any world like where he thinks, oh. She might actually enjoy this activity if she just got over her fear. Um, I, yes, I do think there's a world where he believes that too, right? And, and that mm. it's, it's that the satisfaction of overcoming your fear, right? And then the thrill of it be doing something that you didn't think you could do before. Yeah. Um, those are all potential results of it. The other potential results is she could just be uh, – uncontrollably crying because she's still completely freaked out. Like there's, right. it's hard to tell which it is. Right. And I, and that I've done both. I've had like, you know, nervous kids that I took on a roller coaster and sometimes they get off the roller coaster and they're like, woo, yeah, woo, do it again. Let's go get back in line. And sometimes they get off of it and they're just shaking and they're like, you're like, why did you, you make you me get do off that? Now. Why did you make me do that? That was awful. Uh, and they just like, don't do anything for the rest of the day. I've had right. both. I've seen yeah. both experiences. And you, and it's just that's part of his outlook on life is just he never seems to consider the bad things that can happen. He's like, but imagine the good thing that might happen. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. You right. know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not – I think I'm Team Brittany on this one. Like mm, psychopath, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I explicitly told you that something terrifies me, and you're like, 
oh, going to surprise do me do it. That's yeah. Not even, well, okay, not even like convince me. We've talked about well, this before, like, you know, with Chance and Taylor, like a surprise is not, not a surprise, surprise if yes. the other person is not going to be happy with it. Right. It's like, this is not a good surprise. This it's is not a an treat. Yes. Awful surprise. Yes. Yeah. That is very much like surprise. Here's a, I'm going to, I'm swinging this bat at your leg. I'm like, why? That's not a surprise. <laughs> yes. I didn't see it coming, but that doesn't mean it's good. Right. 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 All right. So. Let's move on. Let's talk Joy and Red. All right. So Joy and Red are getting their kicks on Route 66. We Goodness. see them in Oklahoma on the way from Missouri to New Mexico. So we see them taking selfies and celebrating kind of every new state that he's been to. So he's only been out of prison for five days, which seemed to have just flown by to him. He's like, it only seems like two days. So she asks if there's anything he doesn't like about her, which is a weird thing to ask in the middle of a car trip. Uh, and he says nothing, but well... Actually, I don't like how you can't kill – this is what he says – kill the insecure feelings you have when, you know, I'm just like on my phone and stuff, you know, kind of doing sneaky shit, which is – what's left unsaid is what he means by this is he means talking to the women that he's sleeping with. Um, oh, and I was like, I wish you wouldn't get so insecure about that. So Joyce tells us that uh, she knows what she knows so far about what he's done that's shady – which is including has having photo albums full of other women's pictures that he's just hanging on to and reminded about how close she was to actually leaving him in Missouri. So they get to their novel novelty hotel for the day where the room is shaped like a covered wagon and there's definitely not soundproof walls. And we luckily we just skip to the next morning then God. where Red steps out to breakfast. So Joy takes that time to call her sister Shoshana. So Joy says that all the talking they're doing on the road is really good for their relationship. Now, you just have nothing to do but talk, and that's really all she ever wants to do. So outside, Red calls his bestie, Julie, who is the person he cheated with, and like drops it now. It's like, yeah, I'm gone. I, I, it was nice to kick it with you, but I'm out. And he tells us that they had sex twice, but it really only counts as one because it was in the same sitting, <laughs> um, which I, 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 I give him better for that. That I, I – Agree with that just because yeah, you I did it twice. Yeah, I definitely agree with it. Yeah. And it's like twice based on what? How many orgasms were had? Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, they did one session. They stopped. They snuggled for a while. They got started again. Like that's that's still that's one time. Once. Like, yeah. Wow. I would say yeah. that's once. Especially because I swear it was only an hour. Yes. Right. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway. um, so then he tries to convince her that he's convince us and everybody um, that he's going to be completely faithful to Joy, like completely faithful starting now. So we spend the rest of the day at what's called the Big Texan, which is from as far as I can tell, just a tourist trap. That's like arcade bar restaurant, like junks for sale everywhere. And this is where Red decides to officially pop the question. She says yes and people cheer. And then we get some flashbacks about this proposal. Turns out he bought the ring when he was supposed to be out getting breakfast and they troll him so hard by showing us like him shopping for it and looking at it and then paying for it. And the lady's like, okay, that'll be $31. (laughs) Of course, all the while he's, he's now that he's here, he's starting, he's starting to feel guilty and he's like, you know, for cheating on her. Um, But he's like, but you know what? Am I going to tell her? No, nah, I'm just going to forget about it for now. So, <laughs> God. I mean, I guess I'm like, 
his plan is never to tell her, right? His plan is right. to always say he's going to tell her and never well, do it. Okay. Like logistically speaking, like how does that work? At some point, this show is going to be on television. Yes. Right. And it's like, I know it's not like next month or like, on, you know, even a couple months from now. I mean, based on like the weather, I would say that maybe this was like around March ish. Um, March or April, possibly. Probably. You know, yeah. and I just, okay, so like five months later, you got five months to, let's just say, in hypothetically, to figure mm. out how you're going to tell. Like, you can't just not tell them. I mean, I guess you could, but it's like, that's just making it worse for you. Yeah, but that's what, that's what little kids do. And he has the mind of a little kid. Yeah, like, that's true. Right. He's an idiot. He is an idiot. Like he's just what I want now is what I get, and then when I get it, and I'm like, oh, maybe that was a bad idea. But, like, no but shit, at the same idiot. time, it's like, how are you not thinking long term if you're getting this person an engagement ring? Now I get that it's not a huge financial investment for you, given what we saw, but at the same time, you're like going through the charade of, you know, oh, we're engaged, we're gonna get married. It's like, at what point? Is she going to find out in this, you know, it's like. It's, you've got to be before, you would hope it would be before you got married. Yeah. You're going to get married and be, find out, wait, he cheated on me. That's definitely a case for an annulment, by the way. If yeah. you like, um, right. find out that on a TV show. But like, I, but even the, even the engagement is not him. I don't think that's him thinking long term. I think that's him thinking, oh, what does she want? I want to get something for her that she wants. What does she want? She wants an engagement ring. She wants to get married. She wants yeah. me to propose. So that's what I'll do. Well, I think also the other thing that I could see him doing is manipulating the situation with her son, right? I just need to get to the son, show that I can be a father figure, and then I got her to unlock. And then when this comes out, it can be like, do you really want to take your son's father away? Right. And I think he's trying to just get to – the son so that way he can use that as kind of like a bargaining chip if you will yeah i always kind of wonder a little bit like how how much prodding does it take from the producers to get these people to say the dumbest shit Mm -hmm. like oh yeah we had sex like where i would totally we did like why would you say that like some people easier than others because remember asante he still hey, maintained, oh, you know, no, his lies a, to production. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like Red, all he had to do is the production asked him just like twice, are you sure? And then all of a sudden, okay, well, this is what <laughs> happened. Yeah. And he made sure he dropped that. And she came twice. Just so you yeah. know, she came twice. Like God. everybody. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to Eris and Cameron. It's been a little while since we've seen them, too. Uh, but the last we saw of them, uh, Eris was pregnant. But now a very pregnant Eris is packing up stuff as she asks Cameron to help her move. He's playing video games with Lena, uh, Eris's daughter. They are in the process of moving, which is uh, an expense they did not expect. It ends up that a couple weeks ago, Eris got an eviction notice because the HOA did a background check on Cameron and didn't like that a convict was living in the community. Eris is stressed and Cameron is feeling overwhelmed. Cameron says it's been an adjustment getting out of prison and being domesticated and taking care of, you know, his stepdaughter, Lena, and having a baby on the way. Eris and Cameron are going house hunting and Eris's dream house would have land, a tub, and a smart refrigerator. 
Cameron instead takes his family to an RV dealership. He tells the salesman that having an RV means they could tour since he's a hip hop artist and they wouldn't have to worry about uh, being evicted. Eris just can't even believe that they're there. Cameron is currently a customer service rep. Uh, He wants to make his dreams a reality, which means continuing his hip hop career. He tries to convince the family that it will save them money in the long run. Eris doesn't want to make a huge purchase like a tour bus because she's really trying to buy a house. Eris is questioning if Cameron is focusing on family right now. They're surprised that the RV is so large when they go inside, and Cameron tries to get the salesman to say that it's cheaper to travel in an RV than buy plane tickets and hotels for the entire family. (sighs) Lena thinks that Cameron always had bad ideas and doesn't like the idea of a house on wheels. Eris points out that the RV seems to be for him and not really the family. Cameron leaves uh, it saying it's something that they can think on. So, I don't know. It could be production just trolling them because no decisions were made. I'm going to go out and venture. uh, But they're not going to live in an RV. Yeah, they're not living in an RV. Um, You know, and it also seems especially silly considering they're not on tour. Like, he doesn't have a tour booked or anything like that. So, why would you get this prematurely when a tour could potentially never happen? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is (sighs) – these are expensive things, man. Like, it literally costs as much of a, as a house in right. a lot of places. Right, especially uh, – well, I don't know where they are exactly. Florida? No, they're in Florida. Um, I, I think they're in the Tampa area. Things are relatively cheap there um, yeah. right now. But but 300000 for I mean, an RV, that's expensive. I mean that – and that's, that's how much – that's a typical – that's not like a, a – that is an expensive purchase. It's not expensive for that. Like, that's what they run. That's how much they cost. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And also, RVs are kind of an interesting thing because to me, it seems like, you know, homes appreciate in value. To me, an RV would have to depreciate in value because they're not going to be in service forever. No, but they they actually – they hold their value pretty good in the used market because people are always trying to pick them up and they can get a used one for a little bit cheaper. Yeah. But not like super cheaper. And so – my understanding is they do hold up, but yeah, they're never. You're never going to get equity. You're never going right. to build all the equity in your RV, right? Yeah. Right. And the other thing too that goes with that is it kind of bothered me that they're like, "Well, you'll save money," right? So I looked it up. I did calculations <laughs> because I'm a big nerd. So if I wanted to bring that RV to your house from my house, okay, not that you could park it anywhere near your house, but if we if I was coming there. Yeah, it you w- could. There's an RV park uh, by the state beaches. Oh, fair enough. Yes, I know yes, what you're talking pretty about. pretty close, yeah. Yep. So, it would cost me $857 just in gas. Oh, gosh. That's, <laughs> That's not lot. counting the cost of the RV. That's not counting right. the cost of, you know, any kind of waste disposal. If I put it anywhere overnight, because it would take a few days, right? It's all the way across yeah. the country. Yeah. So, I don't know if it is that much cheaper than flying four people and <laughs> putting yeah. them in a hotel. Like, yeah. If it's a if it's a tour thing where you're going to a different town every night and it's like you know an extra plane trip every night, then yes. But in terms of just like, isn't it cheaper to take a vacation this week this way? And I'm like, I don't think it is. Like, but the other thing that goes with it, he keeps talking about this music career like he has one. Like, yeah, we have no oh, evidence of that, <laughs> right? Other than his like what 15 year old music video that they showed. Uh, a portion of which I was like, oh my God, this is like 
auto tune the hell. It was auto tune like, to hell, but like oh my the gosh. YouTube channel that it's on has like twelve subscribers. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, it's the his top songs on Spotify, which he is on Spotify. He's on Spotify, but it's you know anybody can get on Spotify. We're on Spotify too. Right? Oh, okay. This podcast is on Spotify. <laughs> this is news right? to me. All right, <laughs> and like. It has like a thousand listens, and I was like, "Well, how many of those are him?" Like, yeah, just listening, like, "Oh, you yes. gotta check this out!" Like, at his exactly, friends. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or, or Eris just had it on repeat for a while. I mean, I always think it's funny because we, I, I love these couples when we get the kid that's the smartest one. Yeah, who's like, "This just seems like a bad idea." I don't understand. Cameron why always do this. has bad ideas. <laughs> I don't want to live on a in, on a house on wheels. Well, they also never addressed for her like, "Where would you go to school?" That's true. Oh like, gosh, I, I would trust like, oh, either of these people to homeschool these people. Know, the homeschool right? horde. Jeez. Oh my goodness. Well, Lena's a smart one. She can homeschool herself. <laughs> she just book learn herself. Yeah. Learn like, oh man. Hopefully, she doesn't try to do it on the internet and she'll learn oh, all gosh. kinds of very, very incorrect things. Oh goodness. All right, so let's move on to the the one we've been waiting for. Your favorite Taylor uh, and Chance. So we know we're in trouble. We know we're in trouble from the cut as soon as it starts because Chance is at a hardware store. So oh and he's God, trying to no buy more. things. <laughs> he is not good at construction. Can we just stop? Can he just stop? Oh, he's so – and he gets worse as this whole yes, thing goes long. Yeah. So he's been out of prison for now about 18 months. And, you know, good thing Taylor's there because she's stopping him from randomly dropping $160 paint sprayers into his, into his uh, cart. Just like she was like, why? Why did you grab that? This is one hundred and sixty dollars. Like, well, if I have a sprayer, I can do it faster. That's oh like you're gosh. not getting any work. Stop. Um, so Taylor tells us that, that that this whole relationship is an opposite attract situation, and that's good. She says that works out well because they complement each other. You know, she has love and compassion in the relationship, and he brings being a douchebag and being crazy. So compliments. So Taylor has been making a little – has her own little business. So she's got the idea now. And she's selling like epoxy side tables and coffee tables. And they're on their way to talk to somebody about that. It's, it ends up being a client. So Taylor wants to make sure the conversation when they get there is focused on Taylor on tables. We're there to make a table to chance, a table. But Chance thinks, why are we stopping at tables? We could do drywall, <laughs> roofing, tiles. Oh we could paint. Gosh. We could fix things up. We could take out walls, right? All kinds of general contractor stuff. Taylor's like, that's not how this works. No one wants someone to randomly come into their house and tear down walls. Like, nobody ha- nobody wants that. Nobody wants that at all. So they're running this business together, apparently, and the only it's their only way of making money right now. So although during the interviews, um, I don't know. I also think they had an interview where Chance was saying that, but he was also like going like this after every sentence, which was like, Gosh. that's suspicious. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Maybe maybe that's a way he could save money. Maybe a little bit less of that. So God. they get to the client's house and evidently it, it's just making tables. Like she's like, I have an ottoman this size. But it's like custom tables. Like I had assumed when she said epoxy tables that they, she just makes them, like finds the wood, finds the epoxy, makes them and like puts them on Etsy or something. Mm-hmm. But no, she they apparently make them custom, uh, made to order. So they're talking to the client and he like – doesn't have a tape measure or anything. He's like, oh, so like about the size of the ottoman, right? We got it. Like this big. I got oh, it. Just gosh. like using his arms. No tape measure. It would be crazy that he's got the size without yeah. doing the tape measure. And then after he failed to measure the size of the ottoman, he just go like, mind if I take a look at your kitchen? Like 
it's like, what? Why are you looking at a kitchen? So, so while Taylor is trying to show all the different color options to the client, he started walking around the house and offering to do repairs. He's like, look, you got some water damage up here. And these cabinets are pretty old. We could spruce these up for you. And the client is like, what? What? Get out of my house. (laughs) Yes. And so he does. So he goes out of the house um, and gives them a minute to discuss things um, while Taylor closes the deal. So while he's out there, he gets a phone call and it doesn't sound like a good because uh, before the break, the only thing we get is like more or less a bitch better have my money. Where the fuck is my money? So then we get back and we learn that uh, he's talking to Bobbo, uh, who wants his fucking money. Oh, Bobbo is apparently out of prison now. News to Chance. And Chance eh, more or less fucked him over when they were in business together in prison. So after three years of interest, uh, Bob- Bobbo says that uh, I want to hunt. I think it's up to $1,000 now. And I'm going to come to get it myself. I'm not sending anybody for it. So there's a lot of cussing. And, and Chance tells us that, you know, when you're in prison – your word is your word is, is is solid. Your word is what it, is all you have. So obviously you care about your word. Um, but you know when he got out of prison, eh, maybe <laughs> my word, eh, and he just plum forgot about this guy and the money. I just forgot. I don't know. Yeah, I doubt that. So he comes back inside and is like, Taylor, yo, we need to go. And Taylor's like, uh, uh, okay, let me finish making this sale. She seems like she makes a sale, and then she can tell that something is wrong because the way he was like, yo, we gotta go now. Let's go. But he's not going to tell her. And he's like, no, everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Even though she can obviously tell something's wrong. Uh, and he tells his interview, you know, I promised I wouldn't keep any more secrets. Oh, my god! But I have to keep this a secret. And it's like, what? The, do you not know it? Apparently, he doesn't. Does he know what the word promise means? No. Because <laughs> like, I don't think he does. No, he's an idiot. Um, the, none of this surprises me. I mean, I'm here for it, but none of this surprises me. Uh, I really am surprised she keeps on giving him chances. Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like this one is a last ditch. Like, well, okay, if we're going to have a stupid business, I'm going to be involved in it. Like, right. I'm going to be there too. I'm not going to let you go out and buy trucks and what did he buy last time? Power, the power washer. washers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what he's trying to do, essentially, right? Here, let me get a power painter. Like, that's really, you know, he's really trying to make this construction business happen. But he's so bad at it. Right. And the thing is, is like, if you were trying to break into construction and home reno or whatever he wants to do, mm-hmm. like, join a crew. You find a company that has crews yeah. and you join a contractor's crew and you actually learn what the fuck you're doing. Right. Learn. But I think he... <laughs> But part of it is that he has this, like, mentality that he's, like, overinflated sense of self. Yeah, for sure. Where he thinks he's so smart and he's so good at everything that he doesn't think he has anything to learn from anyone. Right. Well, and then he works on a crew and he's like, this castle doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, yeah. And I was like, no, he does know what he's doing. You don't know what you're doing. The right. way you were going to do it was stupid. And the guy who was going to have to fix it after you were done. And so he told you to fuck off. Like, that's what happened. And that's why you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Idiot. All right. Uh, so that's all of the couples that we saw this week. Um, so from this group, uh, who was your student of the week? Um, my student of the week. Oh, man. I don't like to give it to anybody. They're all bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's say I'll say Taylor. Right. She is actually moving forward in her. I think it's funny here because I feel like she has maybe not a business that's going to be a full time employment, but 
Like we literally see her do the first time we've seen her in a business, something Chance has never done, and that is close a deal. Like, oh my gosh, yes. Um, I went with Brittany for being kind of a good sport and not throwing a tantrum about, you know, yeah. doing this thing that she really doesn't want to do. Like, I'm kind of surprised a little bit. And I think it's a lot about their relationship. The fact that she's just kind of going along with it. So, mm. uh, what about your dunce? Uh, Key Rock for forcing your significant other to prove their love to you by doing something they really don't want to do. That's like, I don't, it's, it's just, that's awful. Yeah. Well, that's funny that you should say keyword mm. because I went with chance uh, to counter your uh, student of the week. Um, just the fact that you forgot to owe someone money, someone that you're that's clearly bullshit. scared about. That is right? bullshit. There's he forgot. No he definitely knew. He just thought that guy wasn't going to get out of prison for another right. 10 years. <laughs> right. He just thought, oh, I don't have to pay this guy back right away. You know, yeah. and I don't know. I do think the guy probably should have given him a little bit of a heads up um, because, you know, if he's not following up with him, then I can kind of see like not that he forgot. I think he remembers. He's just more like, oh, well, if he's not going to say anything like I'm good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just just him. He's an idiot. I think we're yeah. going to hear that a lot for me this season. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson? So I think here's the interestingly enough, I feel like if they went through Cameron's plan of living uh -huh. on wheels and blah, 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 I think the three of them and the, with the new baby, the four of them would technically count as being homeless people. Okay. Um, right. And so my suggestion is as a way to improve your life with your family, don't suggest being homeless. Okay. Don't say the solution to our problems. I got it. We're going to be homeless. Like oh, that's, our problem. that's what we're going to do. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, my life lesson is for key rock. Um, no one should have to do something dangerous to prove any kind of love, you know, and granted, like, you know, it, we say it's a safe enough, like activity, it, it, it is. It's, it's pretty, it comes it's pretty with safe. risk, and that's not fair to ask of someone. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has a certain amount of risk if it comes mm. to like there are dangerous things that you do. Like you know, I wouldn't say dangerous, but like if I go to the the water park and go down the tallest water slide, yeah. I don't have to sign a waiver right. for indemnity and death. So it's probably yeah. more dangerous than that. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Nothing with risk should be used to prove any kind of love. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're just getting started with this group is the season premiere. So we will be mm -hmm. back next week. Uh, we'll probably some, see some of these guys and some new couples as well. I know we saw Lindsay and uh, oh, Shane that's right. Lindsay in the and preview. Shane. I think there were eight. I feel like there was one more, but they might not show up for a while. Yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see couple new couples next week oh mm -hmm. uh sean and uh sarah oh, that's it sean and sarah yep, yep, that's yeah. right yep so uh we'll catch up with them next week and so we'll right. see you next week see everybody then okay, okay. Bye. bye